Are listening to video games to the max. Hello and welcome to the newest edition of video games to the max. I'm your host Sean Garmer, and here with me, as usual, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, I'm in my new apartment. This is my room. Sorry that I I don't have uh, the best view, but uh, we just moved, so it is what it is right now. Uh, at some point, maybe I'll get some like cool gaming posters or whatever you need to get a five fault five foot tall lego man like i do in the background yeah yeah get that what is it a 17 inch sephiroth put it there yeah <laughs> uh so today we've got uh the the gaming releases for 2024 are almost upon us here as uh we have the prince of persia lost crown demo i played that i'll give my thoughts on it i'm not sure if you played it as well mark or yeah, yeah, I did play that. Sorry. Okay, because I was like, oh, that's, that's much more vain. It's right up your alley. Yeah, uh, that's and the Grand Blue. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grand Blue uh, Fantasy and... Relink demo as well. Uh, yep. So we'll have Mark will have thoughts on that. And it, some news already happening. We know the brothers next week on the on the show we'll be talking about the Xbox Developer Direct 2024. We already know the games that are going to be showcased at that thing. So we're going to be uh, discussing that we're going to be discussing some rumors going around about if it will happen if it won't happen uh multi-platform release for uh some games from xbox to other platforms uh again rumors we don't know if that's actually going to happen or not even though one of them seems like it makes a lot of sense and uh sony was at ces so we'll have some uh things there nintendo also, apparently, is talking to some third-party developers about doing more with their Nintendo IPs, and we have a topic based around that uh, to, to discuss as well. So um, we're going to cover all of those things. I realized the last couple of weeks that I've forgotten to do the intro. Yeah. Uh, when I was doing the editing, like, oh, whoops, yeah. Really quick here uh, to get the, the housekeeping out of the way. Um if this is your first time listening or 100 time listening, we do appreciate you either way. We, uh, you know, you can watch us live on Fridays around the 1230, 1 o'clock-ish time uh, Eastern. And we do the show live. You can watch it on YouTube, W2 Network, Facebook, Twitch, all of that, W2 Network, um, uh, on Twitter as well. You can check in. And then you can also comment and we can uh, discuss your comments here. If you watch live, of course, you can also just watch on demand, YouTube, Dota Network, uh, and you can also live subscribe, follow over there, and that would help us out a lot. Uh, if you do subscribe over there on the YouTube channel, you don't get just what we do here with video games. So, actually get we have a whole group that is amazing, uh, Rattlesnake Broadcasting. They do all the entertainment stuff, basically. Every big movie that comes out, they do a review. Every major TV show, they pretty much have a review of that as well. And then we have a, they just, uh, they're changing names. It's called Otaku Cafe now. Uh, Tyler Keiki has changed their name, um, but they are still going to be around doing their show where they cover all the new anime that comes out each season. They just did their end of the year top 30. So if you want to know what the top 30 anime of 2023 were, uh, go check out that episode. 
that they did over there. And of course, you can listen on podcasts as well if you prefer podcasts. Just search any of the shows, uh, Relative Broadcasting, Video Games to the Max, uh, Otaku Cafe, and you can go and subscribe there and get it anytime we do a show. So that being said here, uh, Mark, let's go ahead and start with the game since we got two new games. Uh, Prince of Persia Lost Crown, actually. If you get it on Ubisoft Plus, which is what I'm going to do, uh, it actually get, comes out three days early. So you can go play it starting January 15th. If you want to go buy it uh, on your system, it comes out January 18th. This is a 2.5D Metroidvania, uh, kind of going back to the roots of Prince of Persia a bit, not not the uh, at the time uh, stuff that they're also remaking. That's going to be interesting how that's going to work out. Are they still doing that remake? Are they putting that on hold now that you have this game? Uh, reviews are already out, super positive. Uh, what did you think about your time with the game? How much did you play? And uh, I got to the second area. Uh, that's where I got flowers, to flowers and stuff. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, mm-hmm. you can't save in the demo, so I didn't know how much further it went. Uh, I thought it was fine. I got the combat system's a little funky, I thought, like the parry and it being like you can parry, but if you also press square, like you do that one like wave move, and I kept kind of doing that mistakenly <laughs> yeah i thought it was good yeah i like the bow stuff feels good and throwing that like shock room around also feels right it plays well my only concern is i mean that's kind of an expensive metrovania yeah randy brought that up as well and also it's uh rather long for metrovania so about 25 hours okay mostly. yeah that, i guess uh, that would that mitigates that a little but yeah uh you know most metrovanias are like 20 bucks 30 bucks not 50. yeah i mean they're also like mostly like what 10 hours at the most uh as well so, yeah i mean i think I guess uh, it, metroid dread somebody said it was 10 hours yeah uh i would say metroid is it's a little different because that's obviously like a much bigger budget thing than like most metrovanias are not done super cheap but you know not like they don't have like a, a huge graphical style or anything necessarily uh but yeah i liked it i mean what about you man i i really uh dug this game uh i'm not a metroidvania person by nature uh normally i get frustrated with getting lost uh very easily which this game is really cool about doing because it has this uh not only does it have an icon system which you can kind of do this on your own decide okay i'm gonna put a lock here to tell me that this door is locked i can put a star here to tell me that i've got a treasure i couldn't get to it also has this really cool feature which i wonder if it's going to be like the final fantasy 16 um like amazon video type thing that they had in their game and this is going to be the cool new thing that some folks are going to be using in the future where you can take an actual screenshot and it will appear there with a little uh, you know, eye icon, and you can actually have the screenshot of where it is and what you're looking for there. So when you go and backtrack, you're not completely lost. I don't know if you used yeah. this or not, Mark. I, I got to that, and I thought it was funny because they're like, oh, use this thing to uh, screenshot a treasure that you can't access yet. And I did it, and then I just wall jumped up to that treasure, and I was like, what <laughs> like i assume the wall jump like the wall jump is you don't start off with that like you probably just get it that's probably like one of the earlier abilities you get but it's like i could just do this like okay 
I mean, it shows you pretty quickly how to do the wall jump. So. No, I know, but they, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you get that you get that crystal thing or the screenshot thing like later in. So it's like, yeah, why why did you show me this? I'm like, okay, I mean, it's like you can't access the structure yet. It's like bullshit. I can't. I'm like, I can just wall jump and get to it. Like, yeah. Uh, I found a you know a few secret areas. Like I faced this like cat thing a few times. That was kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like the I fought the little the the cat thing as well. It's probably the hardest i guess the most difficult of the I, yeah ones. the only thing about like you say you get lost in metroidvanias i i don't typically get lost because like most metroidvanias you can see in the map like okay most metroidvanias have like a border for a wall so it's like okay this path right. doesn't have a border yet you can keep on trucking and you know eventually it'll get to a new area or it'll end but i mean and, th and this game does that as well like you have the you can tell where there's a locked door you can tell where yeah. uh it'll have this uh it's not a border but it's like this transparent thing that'll tell basically tell you okay you can't go any further um i, so, I assume that was more like yeah. the demo maybe maybe also yeah because they did yeah. say that they had to streamline the demo so there's no uh what you do in the demo will not cross over Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and there's at least probably about three hours in there. So yeah, that's why uh, I, like, I got to the second. Yeah, yeah, I got to the second area and I just kind of stopped because it's like, well, if I ever get this game, I don't want this to like influence it, you know? Yeah, having to go back and do it again. That's the yeah. thing that I was like, once I found out that if you get it on Ubisoft Plus, you get it on the fifteenth. I was like, eh, I want to play more because you know we're going to talk about it, but. I also don't want to play a ton because I know my demo doesn't save. So I'm going to have to restart it on Xbox because I played it on yeah. PS5 and already. And then it's like, I don't want to do even more. And then it's like, I feel like I'm the first three or four hours of my playthrough is doing the same thing. Um, but man, I, I like the traversal. I love the dash also, like when you're trying to get through um, a hard, an area where you can't jump there yet and you just dash over to it. And the did combat's get, fun as well. Go ahead. Did you get the uh, armor? Yeah, I the, did. The I, skin. And I, I was questioning that. I'm like, is this in the game or did they do this for the demo? What the hell? What, what's this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's. It, I don't know if that's going to be in the game or not. But yeah, they added this like different skin that you can have. That's like more of a, like an armor. I don't know if it actually protects you or not. It looked like it was. No, just it, it, looked, it was just a skin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you play around with the amulet? system uh yeah a little yeah. i got to that point uh yeah it, yeah i was like oh you can now uh regain health by parrying it was a little clunky to figure out at least initially because i thought you could only like equip two things and i was like, all right yeah and i noticed at the bottom it was like oh okay there's like an amount of amulets that you have and you have to figure out which number yeah. it is that each one has right um that's a neat system as well i i like that i the, the combat to me was fun. Um, yeah. I like the fact that you can, you eventually, I did feel like I had to start because I'm usually not a parry person. Normally I'm a dodge person. So I was yeah. like dodging through and going back, going behind them. And there is a amulet that you can use where if you dodge, it'll hit them in the back uh, automatically or whatever. So that was neat. But they also have one for the parry, like you said, where you regain um, health. And I think they also have where you regain like the special meter which is sort of almost like a fighting game uh, yeah. kind of thing because uh, you have a special attack that 
that you have two versions of, which is cool. And then I also love the, if you do the parry right at the exact moment, you do this like awesome yeah. move. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. The kill or yeah. So, I mean, they, they added a lot of different things in here that it's, that gives you that feeling of Prince of Persia to me of like, okay, you have the puzzle elements that you have to get through. You have the kind of the platforming and then you also have the like fun combat uh as well so like i'm totally down for this i i didn't know for sure if i was gonna be uh into it but then i got done playing this and i'm like yeah definitely gonna go uh do the subscribe to ubisoft but the only reason i don't want to go buy it is because ubisoft is absolutely terrible about they put the game on sale really fast yeah it'll be two and, weeks and it'll be 30 bucks <laughs> yeah and it's like also i mean again it's a meaty game for 25 hours 50 bucks that's pretty good um, and the fact that apparently it works great on Switch as well. So they did a good job uh, there. But yeah, uh, you know, whichever way you, you want to play, whether you want to go buy it, go subscribe to Ubisoft Plus for a month, uh, you know, wait for a sale or just play this demo and figure out if you like it. I, I, I'm so happy that along with this, you know, the next game we're going to talk about, this seems to be a thing that is coming back now. Like all of the big releases for this month have a demo of some type uh i mean lack of dragons was uh shoved into the lack of dragon guide in as an incentive but it's there and especially if you have game pass you can just go you can go beat that game and play the demo if you want but like the fact that prince of persia grand blue um i mean the suicide squad has a like an alpha test and they, alpha, they did a preview yeah. thing but um the fact that these games all have demos and then, you know, we know Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to have one, too. Like, that's really good. I'm happy that it seems like publishers are embracing that, hey, you're going to charge more for your game. Let us have an ability to play hands-on with it because we need that, right? Um, you're going to make us pay $70, $80 for your game? Then again, give us an opportunity to go hands-on with it and, and let everybody have an opinion, right? And it's not just, okay, cool, you and I as... as uh, you know, game reviewers or, or the game journals or influencers or whatever um, can have that opportunity, but it's more of an everybody kind of thing. And I, and I really uh, am a big fan of that. Hopefully that continues uh, this year with all the, especially in this like first three or four months where we have a lot of releases. Hopefully we're going to see that more. Yeah. I, uh, so, I learned, yeah, go ahead. I learned long ago not to trust demos though. Uh, when I got screwed over on time shift, like in like 2007, <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I, one that worked for me, I think I've mentioned this several times, is uh, the Kingdoms of Amalur. That having a demo sold me on getting the game. So, But I, I have had experiences like you where I played the demo and I was kind of excited for the game. And I'm like, oh, this is what this is? I'm not yeah. too into that, you know? Uh, the, the, yeah, one other thing but the Prince of Persia game. Uh, like that game better have some Godsmack in it, just like Warrior Within did. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, the music is also really good for um, what mm -hmm. that what I've heard is in there. So definitely, um, this is one of those games. I know it's January. I know we're going to forget about stuff. I know we have a huge-ass game coming out next week. Um, but this is one that you need to keep on the radar because it will be in the uh, Game of the Year conversation, I think. So another one that uh, has been very much talked about, uh, especially in the RPG circles, Matt, uh, Mark has been waiting for this game forever. 
uh, Green yeah. Blue Fantasy Relink, and uh, it, it has a demo and it dropped already. Um, I've only played the tutorial where basically they just literally show you how to play the game. I was going to start the um, story section and uh, I already had to do some stuff because of the move. So uh, you, how much did you play and uh, did you end up liking it? Now that you've been the uh, one hyped about it. Uh, the demo has three parts, like a tutorial, a story, and a battle, like a quest thing. I did the tutorial and the battle. Uh, I'll do the story thing. I don't know if I actually do that or not. Uh, mm -hmm. the story is kind of inconsequential to me at the moment, like because I, I don't know Grand Blue at all, right? Uh, so the I did the quest one, and the it's three quests, two boss fights, and like one where it's like, oh, just beat up twenty, I think orcs or like lizard men or something. I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. it's hysterical, like. The game really does feel kind of like Tales of Arise as far as like overall flow of combat and like abilities and stuff, which is fine. It, it's like a little more action oriented, like you can jump and uh, it's like more a slightly more of a combat system, a combo system. But the demo is hysterical because it's like, oh, you can form a party uh, or, take, or you can change your par party members out. You have like 14 party members. Yeah. I mean, like, this game is meant to be multiplayer mostly yeah but it's like yeah. who the fuck i mean a who the fuck are any of these people well like, I mean, you, had, you didn't watch the anime or play the yeah but also game. like they don't they don't tell you like what their classes are or like what they do mm -hmm. like i just noticed like oh this guy has a green icon next to his name and a few of these small women have blue icons and some of these guys have red icons and is it you can kind of suss out like okay i assume red is are like more like attacker and blue is like mage or healer or something right but it's like why do you have 14 like why don't you just have i mean it seemed like they started the demo out or the quest like line out part out in like 30 hours in you know like imagine well, I mean, if they want you to to kind of get the full experience of what it'll be like when you get to that part right if you're playing from the beginning of the game you're not going to be as powerful it i may mean not be as fun for you i wouldn't say you know the beginning of the game like five hours and would be good not 30 hours uh but yeah yeah it was good like you know heavy attack light attack you have like a link attack that and mm -hmm. i don't know why, why why that triggered occasionally like it was just like oh press circle to do a link attack i think it was like you have like a it's almost you have like a meter on. that yeah well you have two meters you have like the link attack one and right. then you have the like, the ultimate like attack super one. special one yeah, yeah. The burst attack uh, or whatever yeah so yeah, and you want to save that. Like you can actually tell your party members to like they can either do it themselves or hold it. And when you do it, then they all do it, and then that generates like more damage because all four of them are doing it at the same time. Right. Uh but yeah, you actually get stuff in the game if you if you beat all the quest stuff. You get like items for like the main game when it unlocks or you know when it is out. So that's cool. Like I, I like it when demos or like little arcade games do that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I do think that that's a good incentive. Giving somebody an incentive to play through the demo is always uh, a good thing, in my view. Um, you know, like, again, I from what I have uh, seen of, uh, you know, because in Outer Haven, we have some folks that have been playing this as well, and they're, they were making comments and, um, that this really does seem to be built up around multiplayer, that it's not as perhaps a fun, as fun a game if you play solo. So if you're yeah, someone I mean that a bold 
playing with randoms or doesn't have I'll, I'll, play play, I'll probably play with the ends at least, you know, and then have the, yeah. other people be like AI or depends if he knows other people who get it, you know, we can all play together, but we'll see. But I enjoyed it. You know, I'm not going to cancel my pre-order now, I guess, or <laughs> all of that. That's good. Going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, it looked nice. It looked actually really nice. And, you know, played fine. Yeah, the, I... demos, the demo was also funny because it was like, some like every quest had like side objectives. Like, oh, do the link attack three times or do the ultimate attack twice. Every object, every quest had an objective like beat it in two minutes. No, like I can't. I, yeah, I don't know how to play the game. Like you barely showed me a tutorial. Right. Like what the hell you mean? I think it wants you to do those in order. I think it does want you to do the story part so that you get used to doing the battle mechanics solo, and then when you go into the the other well, one, not the stories. Know how to do that. No battle mechanics at all. It, I mean, it literally is just like I think like. No, I think game. you do have fights in that section. You just. It's kind of meant more of a trying to introduce you to the story, and then also you're some of the fights, but then the the actual like I guess co op part is more of the what you'll experience when when you get into more of the hardcore stuff. I guess. Yeah. Um, it not not in terms of play style, thankfully, but it reminded me almost a little of Monster Hunter, like the like the co op nature of it, and like you yeah. know not everyone being the same class but you know and more doing combinations with the other care like other classes or like you know that type of stuff yeah i'm glad uh, you enjoyed it and that it made you happy to be able to pick up that pre-order that's always good when the when the demo does its its job there yeah uh anything else you want to uh I, I, I got fantavision 22x okay yeah yeah, have you heard of Fantavision, or do you know what it is? Okay, you know what Fanta Fantavision is? Yeah, uh, I don't know about okay. the twenty two. No, twenty two X is like a it's a PSVR two update. Like it's more okay. like an HD port of it, basically. But I think it's the same game. Uh, Jens didn't know what Fantavision was, and I was like, "How can you not know what that is?" <laughs> you know, like that was like the original like weird ass game on the PS2. <laughs> yes, was it a launch game for the PS2? Yeah, it was yeah. at least in America. Uh, yeah, and this port is a little funky because I think I played through the tutorial because I, I mean, I played Fanavision, you know, decades ago, but I forgot how to play it completely. And so I played through the tutorial, and it's it's an all video thing, but it made it seem like it was supposed to be interactive. So I think like. I think the original PS2 version had an interactive tutorial and they just made a movie based on it instead for this. And it's like, this is really weird. Like, why did you do this? You know, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I got to the first level and you know, it's fan of vision. So the fireworks blow up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I remember I had this game. I remember having fun with it. It was just like, it, it's essentially like, um, a different version of uh like a shump or whatever but i i actually like yeah. it more like almost like puyo puyo because you have to like, i guess that too but you're you're really just trying to take out all the things that you see them you're not building blocks i guess uh, no but you have to like yeah. color match that's the thing yeah. you have to like get three blue fireworks that actually set them off right like hi too. highlight them so that's that's why it's like to me it's like puyo puyo because it's like you can't, yeah, you just can't blast everything in, in sight because, yeah, if you could, it'd be, it'd be over in five minutes, you know? 
but it's like, oh, you have to like strategically get three blue ones, get a wild one, and then you can get three green ones, then maybe get another wild one and get three red ones and have it all stay on the screen before they all expire and then light it all up. But, you know, it's it's Fantavision, so it's cool. Yeah. And I can um, have a physical copy of that too, so. That's good. Uh, anything else you want to uh, mention? Or? Bought a copy of Chrono Trigger and I bought a copy okay. of... Uh, That's always good. Have a copy. The limit. Crime Trigger is funny. I have yet to come across a good label copy of that game for the Super Nintendo. And what, like the? It's always like scratched out or faded, or something? it's always at the corner of the Super Nintendo, like the corner of the cartridge. It's always like yeah. fucked up, like wearing oh, okay. away. And it's like that's the only game that is like a hundred percent to have that problem. <laughs> and I was like, what? Did they like use cheap paper with this one game? What's what's going on here? You know, <laughs> uh, and I got a copy of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Ah, for, I like, love that game. The, the limited run copy for like it was on Black Friday or it was a warehouse sale for like forty five bucks. So that was cool. Yeah, I um, I decided to revisit Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake so I can have all that stuff fresh in my mind with Rebirth. I think I'm on chapter eight, so like I'm. Past the just finished doing the walk in era through the through the you know where you go back to the slums, yeah, uh, part and man, the combat in that game still is awesome. Uh, yep. I love going back to that. I remember how much fun it was playing with Barrett. Like, uh, I never, I didn't really, I don't really use Barrett that much in seven, but they made him so much fun, uh, in this game. And then, you know, I it wasn't that fun to go back and do those uh, silly side quests that they have you do at the beginning of uh, when you're... I mean, some are annoying, there. but I, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, I guess. F- finding I, the cats also, again. You don't have to do them. <laughs> like, that's the thing. No, you know? I didn't, but I just was like, oh, let me just actually do the whole experience, yeah. see what happens. Um, see, isn't the combat in that game a lot more rewarding and fun than Final Fantasy sixteen? <laughs> well, look, I mean, that that combat is the best of both worlds. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the difference. I mean, they could make every Final Fantasy from here on out that combat, and I will gladly uh, pay whatever they want uh, for that. But I'm I'm glad 16 did its own thing. I heard a lot of people talking about Relink being a lot, uh, combat being a lot like 16 as well, where people are just spamming all the specials and killing the... the. I mean, you can, but it's not like, you know, it's not like you have infinite specials or anything. Like, you know, you right. use like the special attack, and then it's like, oh, you gotta wait 10 seconds for it to like recharge, you know? Yep, true. Um, oh. Just uh, Go ahead. Yeah. No, you go. No, no, just it was nice to have that those these memories of playing that game, enjoying it, and uh, remembering how much they added to the you know this section of of Final Fantasy yeah. VII, which is like five hours in the original game, and and how much I love Jesse Biggs and Wedge because yep. those sections are still fun uh, to do and and still fun to to have all the the interactions with them that you don't get in the yeah, it's funny. They're like barely non-characters in the original games, except for like you got to yeah. rescue the one. I think that's Jesse when she got her ankle stuck on the reactor. right in the first reactor. Yeah, and it's like that's the only memorable thing with those characters in the first game. <laughs> and yeah, I love that they all have their own little personality and uh, yeah, their backstories and all that. But stuff. But like Jesse became like such a popular character in the remake hit, or you know, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, because who who knew? You know, she was gonna be all hots for cloud, and then she you realize that she's kind of just oh, she's an actress, she's doing the whole uh playing it up bit, and it's it's fun. You know? Um yeah. We'll oh, be, when, yeah, it's gonna be awesome when we get to find the play reverb. Yeah, is it coming out in like six weeks now or seven weeks? I think yeah. Uh, one last thing, me and Jens played the Ascent DLC a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's really mediocre or like unremarkable. We we finished it and Jens was like, that's it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And that's it. Uh, it's funny because that game has some of the worst UI, like, ma- like map system possible. Like the, uh, the DLC is like, oh, there are three. Uh, the DLC trophy is like, oh, complete the side missions. And we were like, they're side missions? Like, we didn't come across <laughs> those at all. And we, we looked up, like, where they are. I mean, we tried to get to it, but we couldn't figure out how to actually get to it. And after, like, 10 minutes of, like, walking around the map, he ends up like, all right, fuck this. And then they just uninstalled it, like, then and there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me and, me and him are now playing Far Cry 6. All right. Uh, yeah. Well. Have uh, have fun with that. I yeah. remember you not liking it that much when. Uh, uh, when I mean, it'll be more it. tolerable with another person for sure. Yeah. But uh, I played some of the. They just put in uh, Yuffie in the Ever Crisis uh, yesterday, <laughs> so yeah. um, that was interesting. It, a lot of it still plays out um, the same. I uh, just you know. She looks a little bit different, and then they have some right. different, a little bit different interactions than in the original. Uh, and then, you know, it's I'm glad that they gave you a five star weapon with her immediately, so you don't have to do so much grinding. And I appreciate that they put her at like level thirty, basically, so you're not having to start from like level one with her. Um, yeah, even though technically you don't have to use her. Uh, she is a side character, but still, uh, I do appreciate that. When at this point I have six characters that are level fifty, I really don't want to be like having her at level one, and nobody's even close to that. So yeah, um, that's cool. Uh, glad that they added that. It's going to be interesting to see what they do add because okay, that's a pretty that's like a side story in that game. You don't even have to meet Yuffie in that game, so. How are they going to get it? We did the Nibelheim flashback. Like, what are you going to show us? Uh, be up from Final Fantasy VII once we get to that open world for this game that you, you know, that you're going to get through. That's going to be the interesting part for me. Like, once I get past UP, I'm sure you're not going to fast forward all the way to getting Vincent. So, you got to show us something in between there. Going to be interesting yeah. what they decide to do with that. Um, all right. So, that's it for games uh, we played here. Uh, let's get into the news. And I guess uh, let's go ahead and start with um, some Sony stuff here. Uh, pretty quick. There wasn't like a whole lot uh, given, but they did announce the PS Plus Extra and Premium stuff for uh, January. And some pretty, uh, some pretty good stuff in here. Finally, finally try out uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, it's there. <laughs> um, Resident Evil Two is also going to be on Game Pass. So interesting that Capcom is just putting it on both of them. Uh, a game you liked a lot, Hard Space Shipbreaker. Yep, uh, going to be there for folks. Just Cause Three, um, and Lego Sydney Undercover. I remember a lot of people liking that game. Uh, 
some there and uh, some interesting stuff with the premium because even though we don't know when Visions of Mana is going to come out, good that Legend of Mana, Secret of Mana will be there for people to play through if they want. And then the Street yeah. Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, that's a lot of games. That's good too. Uh, Phantom Menace, love that game. So cool that it's going to be there too. So uh, you can definitely go check out that list. I'm sure there's stuff for everyone there. Uh, so Sony was at CES 2024. Uh, the big announcement that they made was that Horizon Forbidden West, basically the complete edition, is coming to PC. We don't know the release date yet um, because they will include the Burning Shores expansion as well, which did not come out on PS4. And it's going to support DLSS and some other graphics stuff as well in there. So it'll look even more beautiful than it does on PS5. So that's cool if you have a you know, rigged out PC. Um you already played through this game, so I'd imagine you don't have any interest in. It might be nice in, to get it just to like really test out my laptop or see how it can you know handle you know a pretty yeah. current gen game. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm probably good. <laughs> probably the it, more it, so go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's also nice that uh you know it has a DLC included. Like oh, they shouldn't sell the type of stuff on like separated. I don't think. Yeah, probably uh, kind of a pain in the butt to yeah. be having that where somebody has to go find out on the store that there's DLC or whatever, just include it automatically and there you go, make it easier for people. All right. uh, the more probably interesting thing is I completely forgot that there was they were making a Gravity Rush movie and they kind of showed some snippets of this and then they showed some like mocap or whatever and then also apparently they're doing something with Patapon but we don't know if that's a game if they're doing an anime, if they're just doing it as a test thing. Uh, and then they also spoke poetic about the Legend of Zelda movie that they're co-producing. So I guess that's some stuff. I mean, Patapon looks like a game. Gravity Rush is kind of funky because it's like, okay, like, d- does anyone care about the Gravity Rush story? <laughs> like, or does it, does it have one? You know, <laughs> like, uh, but sure, why not? Unless it's animated. So that's good. If it was live action, that'd be bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with all the stuff you do in Gravity Rush would be kind of weird if they try to do live action. Um, yeah. Not that it would stop them, but uh, right, yeah, it would be different. I mean, the story stuff doesn't necessarily have to be that important. I think they show with the Gran Turismo movie, you can still make a good movie, and it doesn't have to be based on a thing that has this grandiose story. So, But uh, you know, Gran Turismo is based on a live story. <laughs> like, you know... Uh, I know, but it's like we're not yeah, talking yeah. about oh this lore of Gran Turismo, you know? right? Yeah, the the lore of the Subaru WRX, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, but there is a game that perhaps could show up on PlayStation, uh, according to uh, Nate the Hate and his podcast, uh, and also Jeff Grubb was uh, the one reporting that Sea of Thieves could go multi-platform. It is really the only live service game that Microsoft owns that is not currently multi-platform. Yeah. So that wouldn't necessarily be the biggest deal in the world. And also, it's not like Sea of Thieves has this huge audience on Xbox. So being able to expand that out and give the devs more people to experience the game, I don't think is a really big issue. I don't ever have a problem with these big multiplayer games going to other platforms and the game's been out for a long time it's not hurting anyone 
uh, for that game to go multi-platform. However, the internet went crazy because he also mentioned that another game, a highly acclaimed game, a game of the year game, uh, may also show up on Switch and possibly PlayStation as well. Hi-Fi Rush is the one that's being heavily rumored in that game. I thought you were going to talk about Redfall. No. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people were getting upset, obviously, that why is Microsoft giving away one of their best exclusives? You know, oh, this means because, Microsoft is going third party. Like, Because that game costs 20 bucks, and, yeah, they, you know, people will buy it. It's not any, you know, people would buy Starfield also if it went multi-platform. But, you know, 20 bucks is a lot less of a barrier to entry. I mean, I think it's not only that. I think that there is a lot of discussion about that they really like this game. They are big fans of this game, and they want to possibly make a sequel. So why not open that up to more people, especially on Switch, where you have a lot of animated characters and things like that, you know? Um, So he he would fit right in with with, uh, being in Smash Brothers if they were to do that. Um, So... See the only the only yeah. thing about Sea of Thieves I can think of is if it'll be cross platform play or not. I would imagine and, so. I mean, what's yeah, the point I hope so. Lock I it? mean, if it's not, yeah. then that thing is dead in the water, pun intended. Right. Uh, but I'm sure at this point, like if that thing is reached as many people as it's going to reach on the Xbox. So it's like, yeah, why not bring it to PS5 or PS4 and hopefully Switch. In, and and uh, I and I think the thing for me is that this opens the door for. If you do make a Hi-Fi Rush 2, Hi-Fi Rush 1 is not selling any Xbox consoles. Let's be quite fair about that. Let's be yeah blunt about that. However, if you uh, very much like you know what they're hoping to do with the Activision Blizzard stuff, if you say there's a Hi-Fi Rush 2, it's only on Xbox. And if you don't want to buy an Xbox, you can go pay $15.00 a month and get it on game pass and play it on your PC or, or something else. Right. And that gets game pass subscribers, which is what they want. And you did that by allowing people to play the game on the system that they already own. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting a year and it'll come again to that system that they already own, but we don't know that. Right. And I think it's a smart strategy. Do you do this with every single franchise you have? No, I think that's when it's an issue, but to me, it's the same thing as Sony putting their games like two years later on PC. Like, what does right. it hurt? This game's already been out for a year, you know? Like, you still got it for a whole year before anybody else got to touch it. And it's still on Game Pass for you uh, to try out whenever you want, or you can go buy the game and have it whenever you want. Um, do, you, do you think that they have any sort of point here when they they go they get upset that, oh, this means that, more people are not going to work with Xbox because they're putting their games on other systems. Uh, the console's going to die. And is is I, that like I, the, I got, the sky got, is falling kind of thing? I got news for those people. <laughs> like, you know, look at the console sales figures, folks. Like, yeah, it's not yeah, I mean, a healthy ecosystem <laughs> to begin with at the moment. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that it's, unhealthy it's the console itself doesn't sell right because microsoft also doesn't make it the biggest deal right they want you to play the game wherever the heck it is that you want to play and that's kind of this is part of their strategy right they've been upfront about we're going to go case by case 
and put things on other systems if we need to, right? Maybe not day and date, but at some other point. And I feel like a lot of people are missing that message, trying to find old quotes that that Phil said about, oh, well, we told you we weren't going to do that because we don't want you wondering about if this game's going to be on Switch or this game's going to be on Switch or whatever. It's like, look at the messaging that they've been putting out for the past year. Look at what the, even though Phil kind of came back and said, yo, yo, uh, Tim Stewart, the CFO, kind of said a little bit too much there. He did say that, right? He did say they want to put some games on PlayStation, on, on Switch, whatever they're going to count those as xbox players as well because it's an xbox ip like they're going in that direction and and i think we need to wake up to the the understanding that consoles the the growth of consoles unless you're the switch is shrinking there's always so many people that want the console and eventually look at how much the portal blew up right i mean you have to have the console to use it but it seems like people want to be able to have the ability to game wherever they want. Look how much these portable PC things are blowing up too, you know? So I feel like this age of having the box and sit in front of your TV is, is starting to show that people don't necessarily all want that. And I th- Microsoft is kind of ahead of its time in that way. I don't think we need to go and, and, and scream chicken little at this point without actual evidence and actual confirmation from Microsoft also. This is still rumors, right? We don't know if this is going to happen. And yeah, it's just, it was crazy to see the people that were like, I'm done with Xbox. Uh, and all this stuff. Like, yo, stop believing every rumor you hear and just wait for, wait to see what happens next week if they announce anything at all. Right. Um, yeah. Also, I don't, that, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I can see Hi-Fi Rush hitting, hitting the Switch. I don't see Sea of Thieves making it. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Sea of Thieves, yeah. I mean, uh, Switch 2, maybe. No, well, because yeah. Sea of Thieves is an online-only game, so. Well, but they have online-only games. I mean, they have Fortnite. They have other online-only games. The Switch. Apex Legends is on there. I mean, they're yeah. going to put Call of Duty on the Switch 2, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how much, uh, mm-hmm. you know, power this. Well, since we're on that topic really quick. Did you see the? I mean, the, again, these are rumors. The rumored specs for the Switch Two. Nope. At all. Uh, I think nope. the only thing that was kind of was I think it only has eight gigs of RAM supposedly, um, but everything else kind of seems you know up to what you would expect for that thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that that means there's going to be some games that are not going to play well, just like the regular the first Switch. I don't think people should have expected them to come out with something that's going to all of a sudden be able to play your PS5 games. That's they've never been about that. Uh, right. But yeah, it, just to, to pivot from that so we can get done with the Xbox uh, discussion, they did announce that the developer direct is happening on the 18th. So on Thursday. So that means, you know, when we do the show on Friday, we'll be able to give you our, our thoughts after watching it. The Indiana Jones game is going to get shown off. Uh, any, any interest in this at all or. Uh, not really. I I mean, I, I'm not a huge Indiana Jones fan. I watch. I mean, I watch this movie like pretty late in life, actually. Uh, right. you know, but the studio is good. It'll be interesting to see. Is it first person or third? Or they not even said that. They haven't said that yet. There's you know a lot of speculation yeah. or whatever, but yeah. 
Uh, I remember like the I didn't play it, but I remember that Indiana Jones game for the N64. I was kind of like a Zelda clone, but I feel like not terrible. <laughs> right. So if they can do it, cool. My big question actually is, do you think they'll get Harrison Ford for it? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, well, Disney's fitting some of the bills, so maybe they would. Well, here's the uh, thing. I mean, if they if they could get him, do you think he could actually pull it off, you know, given his age? I mean, they did a deep fake of him in the movie. So Yeah, well, here's, that's know. voice, I mean, yeah, but that's like actual acting. This is like just voice acting. So right, I, like, yeah, he could do that. I could, I could hope he could pull it off, you know. Yeah. He actually did. Uh, he did. He did do voice a voice acting for Star Wars, uh, the Force Awakens, the Lego game. So yeah, I don't know if that I, was just, uh, you know, remastered. You know how like the Lego games constantly try to basically like reuse movie dialogue, right? As, as it just archival stuff, or if they actually did like record new stuff. If they can't, yeah, get him, I think he he could yeah. do it. Um... If they can't get him. Unless they're going to kind of use this as a way to pivot to, we have a new indie and this is going to be. There's Chris Pratt taking over. Yeah, again. <laughs> uh, we're also going to get more on Avowed and uh, Hellblade 2 and a uh, strategy game from the Civ 5 folks, Aura, Hist- Aura History Untold. Uh, any interest in any of those oh. at all? <laughs> no. I feel I feel like the longer you talk about because I didn't play the first one, but the longer you keep talking about Hellblade two, the less interested I am because it is it's been five years, and it's not like some AAA title like or at least I, it shouldn't be I don't think like the first one wasn't. Well, so, this one should definitely be a better quality. I mean, you're under no, Microsoft sure, better quality, <laughs> but it's like what what the hell's taking so long? I'm like they, they don't. There's not even an official release date thing for it, is there? No, no, it's just 2024. So uh, yeah. maybe they're going to re- reveal it at this, at yeah, this direct. So. You, know? no, you think we'll get us? A... Yeah, go ahead. So, no, the first game was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did get acquired in that time. And right. uh, COVID happened, all of that stuff. I don't know how much of the mocap and all of the using the actress and all the other actors when exactly that was done. I'm sure that kind of slowed the process as well. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for that game. I love the first game, so I want to see more of it. Uh, I do understand what you're saying, though. Games do kind of get like that. Like, I'm wondering if there's a state of play, if they're going to show another Final Fantasy VII thing. Uh, I'm at kind of at the point of just like, uh, just put the game they out already. I don't yeah, want, you know. Like, this game's out in a week or two weeks. Like, it's... Yeah. But um, I, Avowed, I do definitely want to see more because the trailer kind of left us a little bit in a lurch as to what this game's going to be. And I, I think some people were surprised as to, oh, we didn't expect it to be this either. So I think getting more of an explanation on Avowed is good. Uh, I'm not a big strategy guy, so who knows on this Aura History Untold. And yeah, think they have another shadow drop here after the first one went so well? or If they have something, maybe. But uh let's be a little honest microsoft's like track record isn't the greatest yeah it'll be interesting because that was a total out of nowhere we had no idea that that game was being made really for the most part um do they have another game like that i don't know it'd be interesting maybe an old property that they bring back or something like that 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 a lot of people don't know that's being worked on uh It'll yeah. be like Psychonauts HD. <laughs> Maybe. 
or or you know it could be just um an old a a franchise that that they haven't done in a while that's getting dlc or something like that too maybe so here's a war <laughs> yeah we're just, we're just um, gonna try to drop gears of war six here you go <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm assuming there's going to be something announced that it's not being talked about here because you, you you're gonna you already kind of set the expectation last year so now people are going to have that expectation again uh do you do it again or do you kind of just tell people hey we're not always going to do that but we'll see. I, I'm excited for it. It'll be interesting to see what we we're talking about next week uh, when that uh, does get uh, finally shown. Uh, they also announced that uh, Power World is going to be coming to Game Pass, which that's Pokemon with guns, basically. If you uh, don't know what that is, uh, I, I didn't know what that was. So when you when you told me the name, I was like, "Is that just like a UK game about TVs?" <laughs> <laughs> right um yeah it looks it looks really good i've kind of sort of been interested in it but it's also sort of i think uh like online or i'm not sure and so it wasn't one that i was like oh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go go out and pick this up but it's a perfect gift for game pass and uh glad that they they put it out so it's another game coming out in that week where we have prince of persia and now this and i think a few other games that we'll talk about when we get to the upcoming games that are coming out uh in that week so yeah uh, let's see what happens there. So uh, before we get to some of the uh, or the big Nintendo topic that uh, we have, uh, the Dice Awards announced their their finalists and Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Alan Wake 2 are kind of leading the categories uh, right now. Well, uh, some One of those deserves it and the other is Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, some interesting choices as well. A cocoon is also up for game of the year, which that's the one uh, difference, I guess, from the game awards, no Mario wonder in the uh, final tally for that. Uh, and they just, they, they just flat out chose not to put remakes. So yeah. no resident evil Four remake or super Mario RPG, or whatever. Um, but the rest of them are Baldur's gate three legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom that um, I thought they said no remakes. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not going to get, you can go on the the website or your favorite news site and, and find the awards, just, you know, people that were complaining about the game awards. Here's, here's another award show that you can go support instead. That's much more like an award show. Uh, definitely go watch it. If that's not, if that's something no, that, you know, this, this will also have joy, Co joy, Coley bombing at the end when you delivers the speech. <laughs> uh, also, still sucks that Octopath Traveler Two was uh, not in you're, the RPG. You're the only one that cares. <laughs> I I care. Other people care as well. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, everything else they they kind of hit it. Um, yeah, I think there was like a few that I was kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, like Dave the Diver, I didn't know that the story was that great in that game. Sure. I didn't know I had a story. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. It does it does. It does. It's just um doesn't feel like, you know, the the more I guess usual story that uh you get in those games and, and kind of sucks to see Sea of Stars not get represented in the you know best indie and uh all that too. But this is more of a like developers choosing the awards here too so it's different than like 
gamers and journalists. This is more of the folks that are working on your game are the ones picking the awards uh, finalists here. So, yeah, we'll see uh, what happens when we finally get to actually uh, getting the, the winners announced and everything and see who wins. That's on uh, February 15th. I think they said 8 p.m. I think it is going to be shown by, like, IGN or something. So you can go watch it there. Yeah. Uh, also, Netflix is apparently going to possibly do a PS Premium type tier with because they have about 90 games in some sort of development. Now, a lot of these games are not Netflix is making them. It's the devs are taking their game and putting it onto Netflix. Um, but it kind of does seem like that means that they have big plans for gaming. We know that they have AAA games that they're in development with. Uh, do you think this is a good sign that we're we're gonna get good quality games here, not just like mobile ports and and like story based games that we're gonna be introducing another tier that you pay for extra? No, I I don't. I mean, have they even said how games do on their service? Because like the, I saw yeah. someone t- complaining about it, like it's incredibly hard to even find the games on the service. Uh, on mobile, they're right there. Yeah, but like uh, on the TV, I think. It was, like, oh yeah, like, on the TV. Well, the thing is, on the TV, I think you have to be using your phone still, and that's not working for everybody yet. They're yeah. still in like a beta phase with that, so it's like your. Well, PC it, it, it was like your... I, it was some Twitter. So I follow on Twitter, and they were like, "I tried to do it at my parents' house, and it's so buried in menus. It's not. I mean, I don't think it should be like front and center on the service, but right. it shouldn't be like five menus deep either." And you got to just wonder what their goal is, you know, because Netflix doesn't have like they don't, they're not like the franchise or they're not the, the franchise makers they used to be. I mean, right. Stranger Things is ending soon. And mm-hmm. what else do they got? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the answer is not a ton or not. Yeah, ton not not things about. that can be like video games. You can do things that can be right. TV shows. So, yeah, they're trying to pivot in it into games because they're like, oh, that's a huge untapped market for us. But it's like, yeah, but you're, you know, you cancel shows pretty willy nilly that people care about. Right. Uh, so what's uh, uh, what are the odds that you're going to cancel this? You know, let's say it's an episodic game. Let's say, okay, make an episode or two and that's it. Or even like, let's say it was like a standalone game that people really liked, but it's like, okay, we made it, but it didn't recoup enough or it wasn't as big a success as we envisioned. So you're never going to get another game from us or from that franchise again. Right. So, and, and that I, is a worry as well. Like what happens yeah. if that AAA game doesn't do well? Do they just ax everyone? Like, yeah. do they just say, Screw it'll, it'll, it, we're not doing anything with games? Like, I mean, if Amazon, if Amazon can't get their games division going, really, I mean, let's be honest here. What hope does Netflix have? Yeah. And Amazon has some people behind it well, they had they, no they had some people there's a difference yeah i mean but they had some big names right yeah oh yeah they had like i think they had jade raymond for a right. time um, um and, and people like new world and stuff it's just like no, I, like new yeah. world and lost art those are like the only two successes and i think you know those weren't breakout hits necessarily i think i mean they're both trucking along they're doing both doing okay but at least in like Lost Ark's world, there was more just like translation. Like you know, that game had been already done for years, so mm-hmm. they just had to like work on the English crap. <laughs> yeah, it, we'll see when if we ever 
if we see some kind of uh and i'm the, surprised netflix doesn't do some kind of little showcase with as many games as they have in development yeah. to show up on that thing like you have 90 games or 86 games or whatever it is like tell me tell give people an idea of what's coming you know um the the gta remasters are there and they apparently looked a lot better than the the crappy ports they put on the the consoles i guess that's a win right. but yeah I, I guess that will be something that we'll we'll see how that goes along through this year. Uh, unfortunately, the trend that was the bane of everyone's existence last year continues this year. Uh, layoffs already at, I think, a fifth of the number that we had to end last year have already started here. Unity ha- is now doing their fourth round of layoffs between last year and this year, another 1,800 employees gone, 25% of its workforce. Um, the only thing that they had to say was that they're part of the company-wide restructuring and refocus of its core business. Uh, pretty much the legal mumbo-jumbo that you hear all the time. Uh, thank you, John Riccatello and everybody else that decided to do that stupid change all of a sudden. I, um, I really... I'll be really surprised if Unity makes it for the, for the rest of the year, and if they do, it won't last it for the next year. I hope not, because there's so many Unity games that would just be lost unless they get put on something else. And yeah, you don't want to see that for sure. Um, it's a different kind of loss too. Like we we always think about it as oh Xbox or Sony or the publisher will kill the server, but it's like. Oh, the engine went down that makes that game. Like, how many games are just gonna? I mean, cease to exist, right? Like, yeah, and they won't cease to exist because it's like, I mean, they're already made. Like, but yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, they might they might stop being sold, or until like right. whatever bank or whatever whoever buys like the remnants of Unity takes over. Uh, but I, those game like to me those games wouldn't be like lost necessarily. They'll just stop being updated and supported, but I don't see like that's like a problem like twenty years on the line, not next yeah. year, unless there's right. like some incredibly fatal problem with the Unity engine. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, for the people running it. Let's hope <laughs> not. Uh, let's hope that it, it doesn't uh, come down to that. But um, yeah, it and not only that, but it's uh, also affecting folks kind of like on the outs sort of outs of gaming uh, in a different way. Uh, Twitch, and of course, Amazon also laid out people at Prime Video and other other places as well inside the company. Uh, but Twitch is also facing its second round of layoffs in the last year. 500 employees uh, laid off, 35% of its workforce. Um, Twitch is apparently not profitable, according to reports that came out after uh, this whole layoff shenanigans and you see what Amazon's doing at other parts of their company as well. They keep selling off companies that they own. Uh, Twitch had to do the whole ending Twitch in South Korea because it cost them too much money. Uh, I mean, it cost them money. I think that was like a licensing problem or some type of like, yeah, but like. this is not good. Twitch is a small team inside Amazon. It's not like you have, a big ass team inside Amazon working on Twitch. It's a small team. And then they keep having all these 
terrible PR fiascos as well that are not helping them. And yeah, I, I don't know. I worry about Twitch sometimes. I not that I I personally have no thing about Twitch. I don't care, but I worry about the creators that use Twitch and and all of that. Like that sucks if goes down. Um, I mean, it's a number one service. How could it? I mean, unless yeah. every other service went down as well, like Twitch would be the last one standing. It's not going to be right. Uh, but the fact that they're saying it's like not profitable is interesting. Well, when they've no, been around, it's not, pro- for... it's not profitable because they haven't seen like because I, I watched a few like Asma Gold videos and a few other videos about this. It's like they're always specking for profitability, not sustainability. Yeah, it can sustain itself just fine. But they're looking at 20% growth for every quarter. That's not yeah, that's like, insane. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, ridiculous. that's the problem, you know. Yeah. And also you gotta think about like COVID. Like Twitch got a lot more popular due to COVID. Right. COVID's kind of over, or you know, people aren't like holed up in their rooms anymore. So they're not watching right. as much Twitch. So that's another issue. But yeah, they yep. just want constant, constant growth, and they're never gonna get that, you know. Yeah, and I mean they do have the kick as a competitor. I don't, I don't know how much they're really taking from them at all. No, but they are paying people more, I guess, or whatever. So that possibly could uh, help on that end. But yeah, I don't think Twitch is going anywhere. But it is interesting that they they keep saying that. But like you said, if you look deeper at it, it's because they have some weird practices that they keep um, going after for for a streaming company. Uh, Discord is also laying off 170 employees, 17% of its workforce, the second round of layoffs in the last year. Uh, basically, the CEO just said, hey, yo, we got too big too fast, and now we kind of have to figure it out. We got to get more efficient. We got to uh, you know, figure out how to make this work with, with less people now. Um, this sucks also. Just because you know Discord has gotten so big as well, it's like the messenger platform. Like everybody says, everybody uses Discord. Discord is the thing used for so many different things, like doing video and uh, chatting with your friends. You know, so that's that's another thing, though. Is like, okay, if everyone uses it, how can it grow? Yeah. Well, right, and and you're not. Uh, thankfully, they're not forcing people to have Nitro to use it or anything like that. It is a sort of subsequent thing that you can use it to boost yourself or or whatever it is that you can use nitro for but yeah no i agree with you how can you grow it, it's kind of become what skype was right everybody uses discord right um you know even my my daughter's generation that's how people talk to each other right they don't they don't get on the phone and call each other or whatever it's eh, we're gonna talk in discord right well um, you're you know we're around the same age so yeah remember like aim and msn messenger like look at how those things are doing nowadays right but it was before text right so not we still called each other on the phone and stuff like that like now not only do you have texting where you don't ever have to speak on the phone now you have discord and now you have the video call thing right where you just video call with your friend and i mean she'll sit there video call her friend and they'll she'll be just doing stuff, and the other person will just be sitting there and they're talking while they're just living out their day. It's, it's hilarious to me, but I mean, that is kind of the way, you know. Um, yeah. so yeah, it is cool to see how much Discord's grown, but it sucks that you know, um, so right. yeah, uh, sorry that we're moving on from a, a bad thing to speaking about something hopefully good, but um, 
It is. I didn't want to end on a sour note. Uh, something that is super. I'm happy because this means more people get to play this game. I'm not going to buy the expansion pack for Switch Online to play Golden Sun One and Two, but I absolutely adore those games. They are formative games for me. They are the reasons why I love RPGs, along with Pokemon and Final Fantasy X. Um, if you do get the expansion pack and you and you enjoy RPGs, go play at least the first one. Because it is definitely that old school goodness uh, that that you definitely should check out, and I, and I love the story of that uh, game too. Uh, and it has some interesting mechanics with the the gin and and all that. So it's coming on the seventeenth. Uh, go go check out both those games. Uh, they're both really great. Yeah, I know I, you've never played them, about, but yeah, I, I think I had the second one, but I never played either one. So all right, cool. One are day, ever, one day, maybe. Are, they, are they ever going to make a third one? Like they did. They did. It's called the Lost Age. It was on DS. Okay, uh, I should re- I should rephrase. Are they going to make a console one? <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be cool. I, I I you know I wish they would have ported them natively without the Switch Online, but I guess this is a good way to get these versions, right. and then I guess they can gauge by how much people were playing them if, if there would be uh, any interest in this yeah. at all. Uh, speaking of bringing back old franchises, though, Nintendo, who has done this in the past is talking to other third-party developers about doing things with their IP. Um, so this would be like Platinum working with them on Bayonetta and uh, also and Star Fox and yeah. then going on to the Astral Chain. Yeah, Ubisoft, the Mario, and Star or, uh, The um, Cadence of Hyrule. You know, the Cadence and Hyrule, yeah. yeah. Uh, Way Forward work with them. On the Advanced War uh, remakes, right? Um, so Mercury Stream work with them on the Metroid games. Uh, yeah, Nintendo is not one that you know likes, and then of course Bandai Namco, uh, Smash Brothers, and so many other. Uh, so Nintendo is not one to go out and acquire people. Uh, look how long it took them to acquire the team that made Luigi's Mansion. Uh, so they like to do this. And it's cool because that means Nintendo's not actually working on it internally. They can let somebody else, you know, work on these franchises. So I kind of, you know, asked you, is there any franchises that you think like maybe this could help bring it back or, um, I mean, I was joking about Kid Icarus. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, that would be cool. Uh, I know a lot of people that it's like mixed emotions on the, that 3ds game. Yeah. But uh, I would love, love to see rhythm heaven come back or elite beat agents. One of the two. Sure. So if that means that one of these companies uh, with rhythm games kind of being on the up again, can do that. I'd be so happy. Um, do you think that we get a star Fox maybe an actual proper yeah. star Fox game? Not that, no, thing it'll be, that, it'll be no. fucked up. You think we're gonna get? We're, we're probably okay. gonna get a uh, a hundred hour AAA version of pro wrestling. Yeah, ah, so gotta love going on a site and it's supposed to be on mute and it's uh but yeah, um, not sure. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so. Yeah, I mean that's it's gonna be. I want to see what who they're working with if that ever comes out. I'm gonna guess that that's with Switch Two, right? Whenever they do announce this thing, uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the 
what is it, Game Shark that turned into AI Shark or whatever, and right. they they said that they that they might show up in was September, and then they had to, uh, Jason Schreier to come out and say that oh wait they're speculating don't don't assume that I don't see how Game Shark is coming back unless it's for, for PC because it's not like any most I mean the console makers don't like cheats anymore so. Yeah, look at Capcom. They put in uh, what an extra freaking DRM to make sure that you can't use Cheat Engine and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, well, they, the Capcom would rather sell you the crap themselves. So. Yeah, that too. <laughs> they would much rather do that. Uh, one, one for me. I think. Well, we saw F zero ninety nine. It'd be cool if we got an F zero game, but I. I don't know. Nintendo keeps doing that thing where, oh, there has to be something new. F Zero, yeah. you know. I could see like a Mario Maker Three with like Mar- you know Mario Wonder crap in it, and yeah. actually bringing back costumes and amiibos. <laughs> you think we ever get the the Zelda Maker that folks have been I don't know. wanting forever? If they do, I think it would just be like a dungeon thing, not like a whole like game, you know? Right. Uh, or if, I, if it is, it'd be like really simplified. <laughs> I mean, if if we're not ever going to get Mother Three, like, why not have somebody work on a Earthbound remake or Nintendo be cool. this. <laughs> I mean, we've had so many. Uh, get the people that did Eastward to do it. I mean, they did such a loving ode to that game. It would be cool to see them like actually get the to be able to work with that franchise and say, okay. Let's do a remake of, you know, uh, Earthbound. It'd be really awesome. Yeah, uh, to see. You know, is there one that like you feel like is more likely to happen than another, or just uh, it all seems like pie in the sky to you? Or... Yeah, all kind of pie in the sky. Sorry, I think my neighbor like needs to get a hold of me for something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we're but, about to end here soon anyway. Um, yeah, Punch Out is another one that I'm surprised we have not seen. I think the Wii like one did them. well. That's why. Say yeah, but they they have that like rhythm boxing or whatever. They come out with like two of those. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't try to do something with Punch Out to get people to do that. But yeah, it, well, I mean, we still have to know if there's going to be a gimmick with this Switch Two as well. Like I can't imagine they just basically do a Super Nintendo Switch. I feel like there's going to be something with that system that nobody knows yet and then they'll just spring it on us when they do the trailer so we'll see and yeah uh let's uh that's that's pretty much it i think here uh let's go ahead and i guess really quick uh get to the you know games that are coming out in this this next week i already talked about prince of persia uh and already talked about golden sun one and two coming to switch online uh as well so you can uh, look forward to to those. Another code recollection will be out by the time we do the. That's the first big like Switch game that's coming uh, this year. And I already thought about Power War, The Last of Us Two Remastered is coming yep. too. You can go get that ten dollar upgrade. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be checking that out. And that Turn Boy Turn Up Boy robs a bank. That's coming to Game Pass. Uh, I love the first uh, Turn Up Boy tax evasion game. So yeah. Uh, some cool stuff coming next week. I'm sure everybody's waiting for that week after that. We got the big games, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so hopefully everybody that watched, I uh, do appreciate y'all watching. Uh, go watch on demand, YouTube, 
all that stuff. Subscribe, like, follow there. You can go listen on podcasts. Uh, do the same there as well. And we'll see you uh, next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.